You're listening. No. You're listening to the Buns.com Podcast Network. (laughs) (laughs) Buns, buns, buns. Welcome to You Gotta Love It. The show where you tell us and the rest of the world the things that you love that we might have missed. The show where you come to discover the best things you never knew existed. And the show where you can force us to sit through the worst entertainment you can find and say, well, you gotta love it. Hey guys, my name is Koji. I am a part-time stunt driver. What? Yeah. No, not really though. Oh. And, uh... I get it. Full-time... I don't know, hard-working superhero? It's Un- hard. Unfulfilled strongman? Yeah. Well, unfulfilled, maybe. Not, well, that's not true, actually. <laughs> With the podcasting, I feel very fulfilled. Speaking of podcasting, before I introduce my intrepid co-host here, is uh, you might notice at the beginning of this episode, because this will be the first one, we are now on a podcast network, the Buns Podcast Network. So check out podcast.buns.com, our new home. Or just go to loveitpod.com and it'll redirect you. And you can see all the great shows that uh, essentially I've been working on. Because now I just record podcasts nonstop. And I'm not on all of them. I uh, co- I, I uh, produce some of them, but I'm not, uh, I'm not the host of every single show. Although it might seem that way. I have an idea for another podcast that I'll tell you after. All right. And with me, as always, as you just heard, is my good friend... And, oh, I don't even know. We'll just say, we'll just say uh, race relations enthusiast. Yeah, I was, yeah, Andrew totally, Patterson. for sure. I was actually going to say uh, something to the effect of, like, I've tasted Overwatch. Like, I got my first, oh, did my you? first hit. Not my first hit. I played the beta, but I just avoided the game altogether. But I, it's, it was on crazy sale. How do you feel about it? It's great. I mean, I mean it like was great it? when I played the beta, but I, like I don't like it. No, not your thing. It's I'm like, super. I'm super into it. It's just like way too wacky. Yeah, it is. It is super wacky. But anyway, I took. It was one of those games where it's like you know it's Blizzard, and I feel like they are they are just masters of this. But like once you get your first real taste, mm-hmm. you fucking you might as well just hook it up via IV. Like it's like I I uh, I was playing with Lucas quick because. He, immediately i didn't even get to train or anything he was just like all right let's do a quick match and i was just like what is going on I, this is yeah. everybody but after like one and a half matches that like learning curve i feel that like blizzard is just fucking they've mastered it yeah, yeah. and ba- they're so good at balancing like i was just like okay and then by like three matches in i was just like okay i just don't want to stop playing this game now it's like yeah, anyway i don't know i couldn't i tried it's fine. It's cool. It's cool, man. How about that Battlefront 2 trailer, too? Oh, yeah. I know you're <laughs> excited about that. You're, you're still playing the first one, probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway. we're not here to talk about those. We are no, here to not. talk about the hidden gem One Punch Man, mm. which, is a, which is great, by the way. Uh, I read the manga. Uh, not all of it, but I read a lot of it. And then uh, to watch it in cartoon form was uh, was pretty great. And then the you gotta love it for the week is a uh, we watch this so you don't have to, and well we'll talk about it. But it is the fate of the furious, F eight of the furious, right? Yeah, 
Well, uh, yeah. yeah Unofficially. Isn't that, isn't that? No, nah, it's just spelled out on all oh. the promotional materials. But like, if you didn't make that connection, I think. Okay. Well, as we do, let's start with the hidden gem. Great show. One Punch Man. Great show. It's so, fantastic. Still haven't finished it. Only. Well, there's a, just is there a finish? It. Well, I haven't caught, I'm not caught up to like where everybody else is. I yeah, just okay. started it. But so the show is about it. a hero who, as his name would suggest, beats everyone <clears throat> that he fights with a single punch. And his, he just like ba- basically saves the world time and time again. Well, I mean, yes, he does. But in a lot of instances, the world is like already half destroyed. Sure. In a very like Sea Lab or Adult Swim, you know, yeah. fashion show fashion, but the which I- this is not. But the idea is that he's just so unfulfilled because everything's so easy for him now. Yeah, that he's looking for somebody that he can fight, that he can beat in, you know, that'll take at least two punches, <laughs> right? And it, it it sounds ridiculous, but it's amazing for a it, number of reasons. His origin story is that he is a businessman who saw a monster accosting a woman and stood up to the monster and was narrowly able to beat the monster and then realized he was capable of beating monsters and it kind of goes from there. He like just trains. So, well, wait though, is that in the manga? Yeah. Cause in the show it's that crab man yeah. and that kid with the butt chin. Oh, you're right. It is a kid. It's not a woman. You're yeah. right. It's a kid with the outrageous chin. <clears throat> yeah. 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 But the other thing is that this is like, if you, obviously, if you've never seen this or read it, it's very like tongue in cheek. Yeah. And it, and it totally skewers both anime and it is an anime, but it, it is like, it skewers anime and the superhero genre. Right. It's a comedy. Yeah. Yeah. It, which is also quite graphic. Or satire. I don't which know. is pretty funny. Yeah. It, it, like, again, within the. You know, we don't want to promote violence as being funny, but in this instance, it's... So, but what, what I think is so important in this anime, and it's kind of, uh, kind of, oh, what's the word? It's just a part of every Japanese anime, really. You know what I mean? It's a trope, if mm. you will. Um, is that he gets his powers because he realizes he can beat monsters, and then trains really hard. So someone asks him how he got his powers. Was it like a radioactive thing? Was it whatever? No. He just does. He like, trained so hard, his, his, he lost all his hair. Right. <laughs> but he does like like a thousand sit-ups a day, followed by a thousand push-ups, followed by a thousand laps, followed by like whatever it is. Like some ridiculous thing that he just does or did every day to become one punch man. Yeah. But the, the, the ultimate takeaway here, and I think it, this is like maybe an explanation or part of an explanation as to why the Japanese culture, everything is so like made with such quality and care and whatever is every, pretty much every one of their heroes is focused on hard work. So the things that people hate about the Dragon Ball series is like, you know, Goku will go into like train for two seasons, right? We'll go into like a tank that is like a thousand times the world's gravity and like do all this training and then just, constantly train 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 and one punch man i mean well the the anime and the manga kind of cut that out they talk about him doing those things yeah right and the idea is that like none of these people are heroes because just because they're heroes 
they're heroes because they worked at it as opposed to just getting powers. Right. Right. And I think that that kind of informs Japanese society in a way because like it's all, you know, it's all focused on hard work. Even the heroes that these children look up to or young adults or whatever look up to are people that like put the work in, not just like woke up one day and had these abilities. Yeah, been by radioactive spider. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not that there's not good lessons to be learned in Western comics. For like, sure. Obviously, you know, Spider-Man pretty quickly learns a lesson of responsibility. Responsibility. Yeah. But, but like, you know, I think yeah. that the hard work thing is a, is a, is a cornerstone of Japanese it's very, animation. Absolutely. Very unique. The other thing is that, so the, those are all the deep intricacies of the show and what makes it good because there's more to it than just some, some base laughs. But the laughs are fast and furious. Well, mm. Yeah. <laughs> What's no. amazing though is that he's drawn so poorly. Yeah. <laughs> but everything else around him is just like his face yeah. is has become an internet meme and his reaction to everything because of how bummed he is at how strong he is is yeah. hilarious. Like there's like if you just look it up, one of the the clips, the first clips you will see is of this crazy like cyclops. I haven't gotten to this point yet, so I don't know. Basically it gets comes out of this like suit of armor. Oh, that's been like sealed his powers or yeah, whatever yeah. for and he just goes on this kind of like monologue about how like, you know, he's like basically unstoppable. He's like a god. And the only thing that was like keeping him restrained was this armor, which he's now been freed from. Yeah. And it's this like long, you know, com- this like overly complicated. It's kind of like when the and bad guy's going to reveal his plan. Or yeah. Something. And he's like roaring and there's all of these effects and stuff. And then it just cuts back to an extraordinarily special poorly drawn rendering of an already poorly you know like yeah, it was yeah. like even more simple and his response is just, one punch man's response is just he's just like okay yeah and his face looks like it, it's so easily meme and the other cool thing is the animation changes throughout like during the fight scenes like yeah. it, the the style it's it's pretty interesting the monster designs are frequently hilarious yeah yeah it's just a really fun creative original and idea you'd think that in a you know, given the premise that he is able to defeat all of his enemies in a single punch, that you'd be like, huh. That's like, boring. Yeah, like, so there's no one that can challenge him? Like, what's yeah. the point? But there's actually a kind of compelling story. He gets a sidekick yeah. at a point and, like... Also, uh, the just touching back on the graphicness of it, which t- totally caught me off guard the first time I watched it, when yeah. there's that... Uh, piccolo that like purple piccolo character it happens kind of looks like cell looks like a cross of cell and piccolo but he's purple it's like the intro to the show it's like the beginning of the first episode and he's like talking about he's just super strong very dragon ball-esque like the way that he's moving and destroying things and he's just like the best is like as these guys are powering up the world is like crumbling around them yeah and he's just standing there like okay yeah (laughs) come on he punches this (laughs) the guy's like turning this huge monster and he just punches him, and the way that it's animated is not like he winds up. It's just yeah. kind of like he's just punched. He just punches like, like a jab, simply, like, like a, a jab, boom. and the guy's entire torso just rips off. Yeah. And there's just like this, like army of darkness esque, like just geezer or geyser of just like purple and green guts, like it's so yeah. over the top. I laugh so hard because. You know, I knew what the, I knew loosely what the show was about, but I yeah, just yeah. wasn't expecting it like right into the gates. It's just like, and it's just constantly like that. Like everybody that he punches, just he just ruins. Like a single punch will evaporate them. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, I think it's there's like a league of 
there's a hero team or whatever. I can't remember what they're called. I don't remember either. Anyway. And there's also like a, but there's also a league of bad guys as well. Like in that underground. Have you gotten to that point? No. Oh, anyway. So good. uh, It's on Netflix. Yeah. I don't know if we mentioned that. So that you can, you can definitely do that. And the manga definitely goes further than the, the anime, but it's very true to the manga. So like, it's almost shot for shot. Isn't what I would say, but like, there's not a lot of stuff that they leave out. So it's not it's not like one of these things where, you know, in in Dragon Ball, for instance, it moves a lot quicker in the books because the books yeah. are a lot more infrequent mm-hmm. than the TV show. So the TV show is like slowing it down so that it can be on pace for what happens in the books, right? Yeah. This is this doesn't do that because like the long before uh, they had decided to do a cartoon, the books were like issues and issues ahead so they were able to keep speed it speed it up yeah keep it pretty close what what anime do you think has the best fight scenes that you've seen ever fight scenes yeah because this kind of plays on that because like it'll start off soup it starts off epic yeah but then ends immediately as opposed to like built you know yeah yeah and kind of leaves you as a viewer not uh, i mean it's funny so yeah but like it has that sort of like you know, you're really waiting for that. I'm trying to think of like... You're a re- really waiting for that payoff, you know? Really good Oh, this is going to be so I've sick. Seen. Like when he has that dream where he's fighting all the under the subterranean oh, people. Oh, yeah. And he's like... And it's like super epic. And then he wakes up and it's just like four guys just like burrowed out of the ground. And yeah. he just like f- destroys them immediately or destroys one of them. And the other three just go, go yeah, back yeah. underground and leave a sign that just says sorry. I'm trying to think. I mean... The first one that came to mind was Ninja Scroll, but I don't know if it was like the fight scenes themselves or just like the interesting characters, you know? Yeah. I was actually thinking about Ninja Scroll earlier today, specifically the guy with the beehive in his back that gets yeah. like, he kicks him into the river or whatever. And the, he just like explodes because the bees like panic and want to, um, Bebop has great fight scenes. That is a good, oh Because man. He, he has like that sweet liquid move like water like he just uses his opponent's momentum you know yeah especially in the movie there's one that just came to mind i'm trying to f- remember what it's called um Tekken. So, have you ever seen seven samurai yeah have you ever seen the anime anime samurai seven yeah no i haven't watched i know i'm aware of it just being a nerd but i don't i can't say i've ever watched it i watched it in university and the fight scenes were pretty great or maybe it was slightly after university i don't know what about Ruroni kenshin that's Sam- pretty good samurai x yeah there's a lot of good the anime had like really epic fight scenes that what are the I ones think- with alucard um oh uh oh fuck you know what i'm talking about though yeah right? i don't know whatever whatever moving on yeah, there's some good Vampire stuff. Vampire Hunter X or something like that? Vampire Hunter D? Uh, I think it was Vampire Hunter D. And then there's like Vampire Hunter D Bloodline or something. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of good anime out there. So, well, it's particularly oh, Helsing. Where, Helsing. Oh, particularly where fights are concerned. And not just gunfights. I mean, like, you know, dra- that Dragon Ball, that Dragon Ball shit. Oh, fuck. I mean, I thought some of the scenes in um, Full Metal Alchemist were pretty good, too. Yeah. Did you watch that whole thing? No. I've watched all of the original Al- Full Metal Alchemist, and then I started watching Brotherhood, but it's pretty much just an updated, exactly same thing. 
I would even go so far as to say the fighting in Evangelion is probably some of the best fight scenes I've ever seen because it doesn't use a lot of guns. I just There's, don't. I don't like robots though. Yo, but have you watched that whole show? Not the whole thing, no. We talked it's about. Funny this. that you say that you don't like robots because they're not. Spoiler alert. Well, they're like alien things, right? No, I don't even remember. We'll come back to that. But they're they're like in you know they're like giant creatures. Anyway. You know, like Macross Plus is one of the only space-oriented oh, anime. That shit is. Fun. That we, like. we mentioned Macross Plus so much on this show, and it and I still haven't rewatched it, but it's so good. We should do that at some point for sure. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, moving on. Speaking of fighting, to and, the fate and furious of the furious fight. Yeah. So this it's interesting because we went with a bunch of people. And I feel like the people that were most jazzed about this series, like the fast, whole Fast and the Furious movies, did not love it. Correct. But in my mind, it's just the same as the others. I don't agree. But oh, okay. I agree with the statement, but I don't agree that it's the same. So here's how I feel. No, no, no. It's as ridiculous as the others. Let me put it that way. It's not the yeah. same. Like, But there is like a brief period. I want to say it was Justin Lin. Like two directed yeah, 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 four yeah. and five or something. Like if five and six, maybe yeah, uh, anyway. there, there's like a, there's a number of ways that you can look at this series of movies. You can look at them as all ridiculous because, because of, of the actors that are in them and it's about racing cars going fast, you know? Well, well there's right there. This new one is not about racing cars, but anyway, no, but you know what I mean? Like, so, but then you could also look at how ridiculous it is that they start if you watch the first one and then you ju- you were to jump at, like Amanda was saying, and then you were to jump ahead to like seven, you'd be like, when did they become superheroes? You know? Right. Uh, so there's a number of ways you can look at it. But the, for me, like I saw the first one whenever, like I was in high school or something like right. that. And I was like, oh, wait, cause like that was like the when street they, racing craze under blew the, up under the truck and shit. Uh, yeah. And they're high, they're jacking. Uh, oh, fuck. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. it was, uh, you know, it was cool. It was goofy, but it was like, oh, cool, like action movie. Yeah. Second one, uh, too fast, too furious, ridiculous. Yeah. Third one, terrible. Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift. Still like, but each one I've probably seen in theaters with just. I, I saw the first three, and then the fourth one I didn't see until much later. So that's the thing, though. For me, around four. That I'd was a motorcycle. Four one, and right? five. Uh, I don't recall motorcycle one. What do you mean? Isn't there one where they when they're riding motorcycles, or am I thinking of something else? I think you're thinking of something else. But four and five were actually just like, you know how we've been ta- a lot of people have been talking about John Wick. They're like, oh, Keanu Reeves. Oh, it's like you know this movie looks like just a dumb action movie. And a lot of people, I guess, do think it's a dumb action movie. But enthusiasts of the action movie are like, oh, this is just like a good movie, you know, like a good action movie great world building, you know, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. For me, there was a distinct change in tone, like four and five, mm. uh, and maybe even six, but just in the middle there, it was like, there's just more effort, you know? Those right. ones actually felt like just like the fact that they were numbered four and five, you associate them with Tokyo Drift and Too Fast, Too Furious and the other movies, and it's just like, oh, it's just this ridiculous series. But I think on their own, they stand as pretty good just like fun action movies you know yep then they they jumped the shark and they just kept going like six and seven particularly where they're fucking jumping buildings in dubai between skyscrapers and shit like that right 
It was just like, okay. And this just sort of was like the logical progression from there. So it's kind of like there's like a, it's like a distinct triangle or like a peak where they established a genre or reestablished a genre or whatever you want to call it. Sort of like the racing movie, you know, like the high octane, like car, car being the focal point. Yeah. Brought that to like a new generation. And then the series was one thing, but then in its middle, I would say there was just this peak where I was like, oh, these are actually pretty cool. And that's where the current group, I think, like our current posse that has been going to them ever since, we were like, oh, this is not only fun and like with actor, like goofy actors, but that like, you know, we want to watch it, but like, this is actually kind of cool. And so it became the sort of cult thing where we went every year. This, But this one is the first one that feels like a return to form of like two and three, where it's just like they threw any sort of fucking cohesive like it just doesn't make any sense at all well it doesn't have a lot of the elements that were in the other ones they just got they they had to one-up themselves to the extent that this one-up was like it was too much of a one-up there's too much of a disconnect from what these people can do they're basically just it's like fucking um it's like a heist movie or something no not even a heist movie it's like uh thunder um thunderbirds are go it's like they're like a team of like yeah nothing they can get out of any jail they have a license to fucking kill and do whatever they want and they're just like this motley crew of the most decorated soldiers secret agents and also like criminals that all just work together to go stop well super terrorists so here's and the can thing. just do whatever they want like it's crazy here's the thing it's at this point it's almost like seeing an expendables movie for many reasons that's exactly what it's like because i mean those movies are also ridiculous but you walk in there being like this is going to be although no yeah. no you walk into these ones thinking they're going to be ridiculous but in a different way totally and the reason why it's it's like that now is because as the movies progress, they're picking up stars and they're not really getting rid of anybody. So like, okay, so now we got to get The Rock and Jason Statham in there. Mm-hmm. We got to get... Um, Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez. Well, those two... Luke I, Chris, Tyrese, yeah, Kurt Russell. Because, you know, the other movies are slowly collecting them. I'm surprised the Asian guy isn't in there somewhere. He died. And a, did he? Yeah, he got killed by Jason Statham. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, he was, and so did so did uh, Gal Gadot. He's smart enough to cut ties. Gal Gadot also died. Yeah, yeah, but I I mean, I don't think she was in it for the haul anyway. She's just like could have been. She's just like eye candy though. And they also, due to him dying in real life, wrote out Paul Walker and uh, the girl that was his love interest as well. Mm -hmm. They've lost some people, but I know what you mean. I understand what you're saying. But nobody like ultra famous, right? You know what I mean? Like all Vin the Diesel didn't sacrifice himself at the end of six, and then it was like a new. All the giant the torch. action stars are just like, yeah, we're in. We're in. like, <laughs> I mean, there's no need for them to have both The Rock and and Jason Statham in it again, right? Isn't there though? Well, I guess there is. <laughs> right? And now they have Charlize Theron. They're probably not going to get Who rid escaped? of her. Yeah, she escaped. Well, she's going to be fucking a good... spoiler alert, bro. She's, she's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> just like end of the movie she's gonna no, she's, no big deal she's gonna be she's gonna be, oh we didn't stay to see if is there an after credit scene we didn't even stick around oh i don't know but like the the history of these movies is daryl was just furious at who, whoever's movie. a bad guy in this movie will be a good guy in the next movie and they'll put aside their differences and realize that they're all they can all be a family um but yeah, I mean, enough just sort of talking about the movies as a series. This particular movie, yeah, I agree, is not well, just good. Like but the most egregious 
use of computers I've ever seen yeah, in my entire life. It was bad. Life. There's no excuse. We've talked earlier in this podcast about there's no excuse anymore for bad hacking. You know? Yeah. It's inexcusable. Unless you're doing like well, some sort of future mystical hacking in like the year 3000 where you can just fucking make it up. If I'll, it's set in modern day. But I'll give you this. If they had a scene where they had like a super grainy photo and someone was just like, enhance. Yeah. Enhance. Yeah. Enhance. Like it'd be funny, right? For sure. And so like I think this this franchise gets a bit of a pass because like it's supposed to be ridiculous and over the top that they can kind of be like, well, you know, that's like lud- the basis for Ludacris's character is just like, well, you know, we'll route this with this and then we'll do like the back channel and like talking all this <laughs> techno babble, fine. But now you have Ludacris, you have, what, what's the girl's name? Ramses or something? Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I think that's her code name. I can't. The Missande from uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. So you have her and you have Charlize Theron's character, who's supposed to be a hacker. Super the th- hacker. The three of them, like, talking all this techno babble, and, you know, Charlize Theron's, like, uh, minions, yeah. all talking, like, techno babble. It's just like, guys, calm the fuck down. Also, the shit that they were showing, though, is, like, the most. It's like watching the movie Hackers, except yeah. I love that movie. Yeah. But like contextually in time, you know, like yeah, now yeah. people, it's like the, the, you just need to keep up with technology. If you're going to have super futuristic hacking, you have to go all the way. You can't have a movie set in the modern day where you just explain like Kurt Russell's just somebody's like, oh yeah. So in a previous movie, we have this technology called God's eye, which can like tap into any camera anywhere on the planet. And you're yeah. like, okay, sure. Because there's like current, currently there is. A climate, climate and, uh, yeah there's yeah. a climate of paranoia and like you know surveillance and you know privacy all that shit yeah but then when they're just like saying stuff like oh but like what if we use this other like fuck i can't even think of an example but like when she controls all those cars for example which was cool granted yeah. but like just how it happened and how they explain it they're just like oh yeah you can do that now or how they <laughs> just like you're like wait 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 what they immediately <laughs> circumvent god's eye like immediately oh yeah yeah and then somehow <laughs> the hackers find a way to make it actually work and then it just immediately after that gets stolen you're just like oh my god like oh my all, god all that stuff about the submarine too where it's just like i'm gonna remotely turn on this nuclear submarine yeah, also and then, why did they need the emp like i can understand needing it to get in yeah but then they had to fire it again under the sub i don't get it i just don't get it anyway i i still like it was fine i'm never gonna see it again but like yeah not a good movie it's one of those movies where you can watch once and be like yeah okay like i, I think i'd much rather much rather see great wall again and see this movie oh you're on the fence i like cars <laughs> yeah yeah but like there are better car movies to see yeah but there's also better great wall-esque movies to see so if somebody was like you know because great here's the thing is that i don't think if i rewatch great wall if i rewatch this movie it would be more funny to me like it would oh. be a fun you know like yeah. just because it's so stupid i found i found the first watch fun and i don't think i could the second one or third one, we would. Mm, maybe you're right. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I don't fucking know anymore, man. I don't know uh, up from down because well, of this fucking podcast. I so don't know. I don't know anymore. This movie really made me think about the movie Driving. Enemy of the State. Oh, shit. Okay. Will Smith. And what's fucking, funny about uh, that movie, Jack Black. And uh, yeah, Jack Black gets fucked up in that movie. John Voight. 
Yeah. He's the G-man. Um, anyway, I think about that movie. And when it first came out, the idea of what was happening in that movie, people were like, like this is so far-fetched. Fuck that. And now you watch it and you're like, oh, no, this is like, they're doing this. This is real. Like, this is actually happening. They got the idea from Enemy of the State. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. You know, like, yeah. I mean, I don't know that they're actually following somebody to, to hunt them. Well, no, they probably are in, like, Iraq or some shit, you know? They probably do that all the time. We just don't, you yeah. know, when, how, who's to say when something, you know? It's that whole uh, house uh, of cards, things that look like accidents. This, you is, never... this is fucking life imitating art, imitating life or whatever. It's so crazy. So you didn't love it, but you liked it for yeah, what it was. It was fine. I mean, I'll say this. If you are in a position like myself and you don't necessarily have to pay to see some of these movies, hmm. I would not pay to see this one. Right. You know? Yeah. I There's like, it's, it's weird to me because as somebody who's seen a ton of like action, a ton of action movies, a ton of movies, you know, it's kind of like, how do you continue to impress people? I think it was kind of like the case where, you know, Inception to me was kind of like one of those, pe- you know, these kinds of films, there's peaks and valleys and sort of sure. every genre where you're like, okay, when is somebody going to do something new? And sometimes it requires a reset. Like a movie like Drive to me was a reset where the way they filmed the cart, the driving scenes and the violence was very visceral and like not over the top. Like it was over the top, but it wasn't like, but it was stylized people running in a on, way that like, it wasn't people running on walls. It was like the shots they used for the car chase. When a yeah. car hit a barrier, you felt it. It wasn't just like, Oh, there goes like eight cop cars flipping around. You know, when yeah. somebody got, it was raw. Yeah, it was raw. And you're like, oh, okay, that's, and then inception was cool because inception did stuff with sets, like with practical effects and just visual, like just stuff that, hadn't really been done at least on that scale before. Yeah, yeah. And it it's kind of like Matrix bullet time type shit. Right yeah, there. exactly. Matrix is another one, of course. So there are all these movies that like set these sort of bars and the bar kind of moves around. And after a while, you, you know, if you see every action movie, yeah. it stops having an impact on you and you're like, you don't give a fuck. And like this one was kind of like, but was there anything I, innovative? There wasn't really. Oh, the car scene. Yeah, I no, but that's what I was going to say. There wasn't any, like this one didn't have that, even the last one where they're jumping the buildings in the car, I was just like, this is ridiculous. But before, up until then, there was a lot of cool shit done with chase scenes. Mad Max, also Fury Road, had yep. like a lot of cool... So it's kind of like with this, they tried to take it to that next level with the automated driver scene. I like that, though. It was almost like zombies. I liked it, too. No, it was cool, but I'm just saying like it wasn't like... You know, like the scene where Vin Diesel's in the intersection and they've like, it's like a showdown. His former team are all in their different cars. It feels almost like a Transformer movie. Like they're all going to transform and like fight. Yeah, yeah. And they're using the harpoons and stuff. That was almost like the closest it got where it's like my suspension of disbelief to what was going on versus like how they were filming it and how real it felt or possible it felt. Like I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. But for the most part, this movie just like, I just didn't give a shit about any of the stuff that was happening with the cars, Mm -hmm. which is crucial to the essence of the series of movies like you know like people maybe they love the actors maybe they love the goofy but like the cars like that's the fucking thing like yeah. all the the movies are about that so in this one it kind of felt like that to an extent took a back seat to this much more epic story mm-hmm. that they tried to do and there's like nuclear submarines and fucking like stealth you know aircraft and it just kind of was like okay i don't care so all of this is to say 
then I think that I would still probably see a Fast and the Furious 9, but they would need to do that reset, I think, you know? Even if they keep the cast, like, they would have to do... Like, it was actually funny when we were walking out. Was it Chris who said, like, okay, Fast and Furious 9 is going to be a fast forward, and the kid is going to be, like, 16 or 17. Right. And that's how they're going to, like, restart the... Kind of like uh, the Rocky films or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, yeah, that'd be cool. And then if they just brought it back down to street racing, you know, with, like, a new set of circumstances, yeah. It's like that Baby Driver movie, the new... uh, Oh yeah, new, I definitely uh, want to see that Edgar Wright movie. Looks wicked, and it looks like they're doing some stuff with cars. That's once again is kind of innovative. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, that's that's my two cents. Have you seen the trailer for Atomic Blonde? Yeah, that looks interesting. Yeah, it's John Wick with a girl. With a girl. Yeah, I'm into it. Yep. Uh, so yeah, Fate of the Furious. Certainly not the best entry in the series. I if you it, like the series, go. I give see it, it like a three out of eight. Maybe. I would also give it a three out of eight. Yeah. That's a pretty good... Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, I think we've done all we can do here. Yeah, but I think we... You know what we need to do? We need to almost come up with a scale because it's not as easy as just being like, did you love it or didn't you? Because we're so fucked up from this podcast that now we need to have like some sort of rating system to go into more detail for people... So well, that they can like, you know, like, cause it's so like, did I, you love it? No, we don't love any of the, you gotta love it. But we also certainly don't hate any of them. When I was a teenager. <laughs> okay. And I think I should bring, we should bring this back. Maybe. Okay. The ra- I had a, a, a blog before there were blogs. I guess it was just like a live journal. Um, what was that? Like GeoCity site or something. Where I would like review things, put cool gifts of fucking yeah. like sparkles and torches and stuff in and the like, background. It was like a brick, the background looked like a dungeon or something. It's just a bunch stars. of flaming skulls over and over and over <laughs> again, like very obviously pasted. You, you used like one of the sixteen or eight MS paint color. There's like that lime green for the type, <laughs> like the hex code. You just used only really neon text. Just a bunch of word art. Um, mm. But. What I the way I used to rate things, maybe we should do it this way, is based on the MSRP of the thing. For the per- person who's not elaborate, who's not uh, familiar with MSRP, it's the manufacturer su- M- manufacturer suggested. suggested retail price. So, for example, if it's a movie and we paid eighteen dollars or nineteen dollars or twenty five dollars or whatever it is to see that movie, I would give it, you know, like an eight out of twenty five dollars, as an example. You know, yeah. So like, how how much money would I pay for it versus what I actually paid for it or what it would cost? So for okay. example, but it will vary like from thing to thing. Of like course, if a comic is fourteen dollars. Okay. Yeah, of course, of course. That's an but interesting way of doing it. For example, if we were to watch a movie that was out on DVD, and whether or not we actually bought it on DVD, if the DVD is eighteen dollars, then I would say you know, I give this movie a solid sixteen dollars out of eighteen dollars. Whoa. Right? Have you ever gone over? Have you ever liked something so much that you're like, I only paid nine dollars for this, but I would easily have paid twenty five. Well, that's interesting. Well, no, I, I when I was <laughs> when I was younger, I was just like, if like if it was sixteen dollars, it'd be like I would de- I would gladly hand you sixteen dollars <laughs> for this thing. I might even buy two, right? But like, <laughs> that's pretty much as Excessive. far as it went. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Recommendations. Okay. Well, I mean, I feel like most people. Anyone listening to this knows these things exist, but whether or not you've actually checked them out, they're both very compelling for different reasons for me. One of them is kind of just like almost the, the visual equivalent of eating a candy bar, 
And by that, by that I, I don't mean it's 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 pretty. I just mean like it melts in your pocket. There's not a huge substance to it, but like hurts your teeth sometimes. Tastes hurts pretty your good. Yeah. And then the other one is just like I'm in the midst of it, but I'm very compelled to see where it'll go. Okay. And the first one is Riverdale. Okay. Yeah, we talked about this already, kind of. Yeah. I watched. I've now watched all the episodes available to watch, and like I can't. I'm like. I want to see it. It's got you fucked up. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why though, because it's like I'm t- it, it's not actually Archie, right? Like, I mean, it's all the characters from Archie, and they're like, I mean, as a kid, I kind of read Archie comics, but like, it's not. Uh, you know, it has nothing to do with Archie other than the characters they they use their names and like their personas, kind of like Jughead mm. is always. He's he's skinny and he's always hanging out at the burger joint, but mm. like he's he's dark and brooding. He's kind of like um, I described him as a uh, oh what's that Kristen not Kristen Kristen Stewart the one that's married to Dax Shepard or Kristen Bell Kristen Bell what's Veronica Mars he's kind of a, a Veronica Mars esque character Archie's a, kind of a wiener but like a he's ripped for some reason you know Betty and Veronica are just like. I mean, they're hot, but whatever. Like, the show is ridiculous. Hmm. But I, I promise if you watch a couple episodes, you'd be like, uh, yeah, I'll probably keep watching this. You know? <laughs> I, like, listened a, I listened to a great interview with the, uh, I don't know, what CCO. I don't even know. The guy that basically makes all the creative decisions at Archie Comics. Yeah. About how they have been doing all this branching out. Yeah. Uh, one of the... The zombies things? Yeah, like Archie goes to hell, you know. Ar- but, like, w- the only one of those that I've read... Yeah, at least some of it was Archie versus Predator. Oh yeah, great. Good. Well, like if you are into like it's funny, you know. Like, yeah. It's like it's it's exactly Archie, exactly. But they go on vacation or they go on like a class trip or something, and they just start getting murdered by a predator. Like actually, <laughs> like it's like it's like they just combine the two, and it's a comic book. Yeah, and it's like super. Like it's well it's done. It's bloody. Like it's vi- like it's violent, but yeah. it's drawn r- Archie style. Like it looks art. Like it's yeah. It's very surreal. And when you're reading it, they really play up. You know, they don't. It's just hard to say. Like they don't really adjust either thing. It's not yeah. like they tried to make Archie more Predator or Predator more Archie. It's just like this is what would happen if Predator was in an Archie comic. Yeah. And the characters even react the way that you know, like they should be more concerned. Like, it's just like a, an Archie story, but right. like they're being... Anyway, so I, I this interview kind of got me interested in the show. I haven't watched it yet, well, and I've heard a lot of really bad things about it, but eh. I'm just saying, like, the, so I listened to it. I was like, oh, that's cool, you know? Like, respect that they're, like, taking these loved characters and they're okay experimenting with them and putting them in all these wacky situations and, like, new iterations. So one of the writers of the show is a writer for Archie Comics, uh, as far as I understand. Um, what? What does that say? As a man that loved Fast and Furious franchise, I gotta say F eight really blew chunks. Oh, the fucking Daryl, of course. <laughs> it's not that bad, Daryl. I just I just pulled it up. Daryl Gramley is general. He's been on the show before. Yeah, Daryl uh, the Graham. Daryl the Daryl Graham Graham. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> and then Dave said they really took their feet off the tiger's neck. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, you guys. Shouts Dave and Daryl. That's funny. Pretty good. We should have Dave on at some point. He'd be hilarious. Um, But the second thing that I'm going to suggest is also a Netflix 
found on Netflix thing, which is 13 Reasons Why. Now, I did not... I'll tell you this right now. I did not watch this series from the beginning. So my girlfriend got into it and... You know, she's maybe three episodes deep and then started watching it in our bedroom while I was playing uh, Link Between Worlds on my on my 3DS. <laughs> also a great game. Okay. But like it was just on and I was like, go com- on. I was compelled and I was like, what is like, what is this about? Just and it, getting a glimpse into yeah. the home life of Koji Nagata here. She was explaining to Explains me some in bed. what the show was about and then like proceeded without my without my asking. To like give me legitimate insights into every character that came on the screen, and it's like one of those things where it's like it's really not worth me being like eh, I don't really need to hear this. Like you know what, if you want to tell me, <laughs> I'm gonna listen because like you got to choose your battles, right? And then at the end of the whole thing, I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. And then like I went back to playing my game, but I could hear it. You know, it was like an audio book to me at that point. And then like I found myself paying less attention to the game and more like attention to listening to what was happening. Mm. And then eventually got to the point where like either be a scene change and I'd look up from the game boy and be like, what's that guy doing? Why is he there? You know, she kind of explained it to me and now I'm like in. That's how it happens. That's how it happens. Yeah. Not to say that now watching the show and knowing what it's about, I feel like had I watched it from the beginning, I would have been in. You know, from episode one, but like... Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I have two things. Not so much recommendations. The first is a uh, just sort of uh, a reverse, are you kidding me? Just on the topic of Netflix. Looking at you, Marvel. Mm-hmm. Iron Fist. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Really? Yeah. I'd much rather watch Iron Fist than uh, Luke Cage, I'll be honest. I know that like angers you. It doesn't anger me. It kind of baffles me a little bit. But like, I mean, I got a soft spot. All of the all of the actors, regardless of like, I agree that Luke Cage is not the best of them. Far from it. But the acting, alone, it's awful. And this, it's like, well, like, what are they thinking? Iron Iron Fist is like Hamill esque in his portrayal of. Iron Danny Fist. Rand? Yeah, Danny Rand. Like, yeah. When I say Hamill-esque, I obviously mean like Skywalker-esque. Yeah. It was just really... And, you know, I kept, I wanted to disagree with everybody that was like, the fight scenes are just not good. And I'm like, well, maybe, you know, they'll get better as I continue to watch the show. I didn't mind the fight scenes. No, but like people were like, oh, you know, this isn't the way you do a fight scene. It's slow. You know, I was really bored. And I was like, nah, you know, it's not that bad. But like, yeah, like the fight scene against the fucking drunken... Bo- drunken boxer style yeah. fighter should have been amazing and instead i was just like how did they just su-? anyway i don't go on about it because it's not a, it's not hidden by any means a lot of people don't like it but I, the are you kidding me was more just like fuck guys come on like you took a pretty sweet i've read a lot of great iron fist comics like just yeah anyway my recommendation for the week is um kendrick lamar's new record Damn, and this is a tough one for me because Little Dragon just released a new record on Friday as well. Oh, really? You guys know how I feel about Little Dragon. Anyway, Kendrick Lamar's new album, Damn. Fucking listen to that shit because he is, he's just one of the best, best in the business. Best, best artists out there now. And when you listen to it, 
Mm-hmm. Really listen to it. Yeah. I'm going to be that obnoxious guy. Like, don't, you know, so many people still are just like, oh, I don't really listen to lyrics. I just listen to melody. Like, you should do this with every Kendrick album, but like fucking like, you know, sit down, g- give yourself a break. Treat it like it's like a, maybe not like an audio book because people tend to, to multitask. People don't have time. You know, everybody wants to like be do, sit down, maybe get a glass of tea, a cup of tea, yeah. a glass of tea. Put on your headphones, listen to the album, start to finish, you know, mm-hmm. just like listen to it. It's f- so, anyway, it's would so you good. Just listen to it? Would you just, would you look at that? Uh, just listen to it. It's great. Um, so maybe we can cue that up. Cue up something from it. Also, the video, like it's just, it's good. Is there a song in particular? I don't know, man. I I gotta say, it just came out on Friday. I haven't listened to it enough to pick out a specific song. That Indian food is putting me to sleep. But we'll uh, really, it's yeah. got me fucking like, fired up. Fired up. Literally and figuratively, like oh, I right took, now. I I'm, took a spicy shit earlier today. I'll tell you that well, much. Man. Before you ate the Indian food? Oh, yeah. Well, I got a new bottle of hot sauce in, well, that, you, in that fridge. You better be careful because you were fucking, yeah. Great. Playing with the, what's the saying? Tiger's tail? I don't know. Putting my foot you, on the you already had a, You already had a spicy shit. <laughs> That's, yeah. Yeah. And then continue. Better and then not let it spi- off. Spicy Indian. Well, that's why I just got to keep eating spicy now, so that it starts <laughs> to feel regular. Can't let my foot off the tiger's neck. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna use that one for a while. <laughs> uh, what are we doing next? Bad lieutenant. Oh, we're gonna do bad lieutenant. The uh, original. Sure. Bad lieutenant. Harvey Keitel. And uh, and uh, bad lieutenant. Port of call. New Orleans. No. I'm, I'm just kidding. No, no. 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 Okay. Because hard target. I think was the. Uh, Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans is Nick, Nick Cage is phenomenal, and I don't mean like Nick Cage being Nick Cage, and you're like, whoa, this movie's so crazy. Like he is crazy in it, but it it, it it's a good crazy Nick Cage yeah. like adaptation or Weatherman or Matchstick Men. I mean, or it's like more raising over, Arizona, more over the top than that. Like he is yeah. almost like at Snake Eyes level Nick Cage. Okay, but the the way that the character set up. He's supposed to be this like. It's like the character wants to be Nicolas Cage yeah. in that movie. Well, in what, the in context of this movie. Yeah. What's funny though is they called it Bad Lieutenant Port of Call, New Orleans, because of the of the first Bad Lieutenant movie. But like, most of the people involved in making the movie were not happy about that because it wasn't supposed to. Be, it's not like a sequel, maybe mm. spiritually, but like it wasn't supposed to have anything to do with the first one. It doesn't have anything to do with the first one. Cool. But anyway, so we're going to do the original Bad Lieutenant and Hard Target. Hard Target. Who, who, where did these come from? Uh, oh, I am so sorry. Huge brain fart. Um, for fuck's sakes. You know what? I'll get, get that information. I'll, I'll remember it when I'm not trying to think of it and we'll just shit them out on the episode. I'll be honest. As a child... I'm pretty sure I probably saw Hard Target with my dad a bunch of times, maybe even in theaters, probably in theaters. Do you remember it, though? Should we do something different? I don't remember it. All right, let's do it. But then. I know it's a Van Damme movie, obviously, like one of the big ones, like Bloodsport, fucking Kumite. Anyway, we could get into Van Damme at a, at a later, you know, if you want to get into RVD. No, oh, no, that's a different Van Damme. <laughs> that's a wrestler. <laughs> We're tired. All yeah. right, let's... <laughs> Let's quit while we're ahead. Yeah, JCVD. Oh yeah, the oh yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah, 
I liked it. It's it very meta at a point. Anyway, we're, we're just like straying all over the place. So let me just say this before we go. So I mentioned at the top of the show, we're now on a podcast network. If you're interested, let me just describe some of the shows that we got for you on the network. So there's a show about sustainable living. It's a serious show, you know, more serious than this one anyway, about the environment and... Uh, I mean, I don't know how to describe it really, but it's really interesting. You you talk to a lot of green company owners and, you Sustainability. know, yeah, you hear about it, but like it, in a more practical sense than just like the world is fucked, you know, don't like, you know, flush your toilets less or something. It's a little bit more, um, more hands-on and Relatable. interesting than that. Yeah. Uh, there's a show where a bunch of comedians get drunk and do the quizzes from 90s teen magazines. Both men and women. Great idea. Very funny. Very funny. There's the other podcast that I do, which is ISO The Bunce Podcast, which is all about buns. And then there's another show that I am temporarily co-hosting on, or maybe full-time co-hosting on. We'll see how it goes. Called The Crystal Ballroom, in which uh, the host, Vanessa, interviews bands and throughout those interviews uh, reads their tarot cards. And if you are a fan of Tokyo Police Club, or Cadence Weapon, or The DeForesters, which has members of Pup, then the show's for you because all of those people are on the show. I like all those bands. So check it out, podcast.buns.com, or, or just go to loveitpod.com and get redirected. All right, guys. Until next time, keep loving it.